Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala Nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin thumma amma ba'd alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-islam wa all praise and thanks belong to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us to islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Bila shak wa bila raib. As we always say and mention and remind ourselves, this is a ni'mah that is great indeed. This is a bounty in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has bestowed upon us and it is a great bounty, a tremendous ni'mah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to the deen of al-Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to the sunnah of his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ta'ala We would like to look at and continue going over the tremendous book that was authored by the Fadilat al-Shaykh, al-Alama, the Imam, the Mujaddid, Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullahu ta'ala. The book which is entitled Tafsir Kalimat al-Tawheed, the explanation of the Kalima of al-Tawheed. This is a Kalima that we all need to know about it in depth and in detail because how can we believe in something how does one believe in something how can you believe in something that you are ignorant about it so it is incumbent and is a must that we know about it the shaykh the imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab you will find that his da'wah is a da'wah that is clear and is detailed. It is not a da'wah that is general and ambiguous, but it is a da'wah that is detailed because that is the da'wah of al-Islam. It is a da'wah that is detailed. Da'am. An example of this is that you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us to worship Him and Him alone. Da'am. To worship Him and Him alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He just doesn't tell us Worship him and him alone, and then that's it. But rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also commands us in the most clearest of terms not to associate partners with him. Naam. And you find that this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is the way of the deen of al-Islam, is that our da'wah is a da'wah that is detailed. It is not a da'wah that leaves one guessing. It is not a da'wah that, that leaves one wondering. It is not a da'wah that leaves one in the dark. But rather, it is a detailed da'wah. And this is what the ulema, uh, they explain. Because, for example, going back to the first example, if we were to go to the Jews and the Christians and we will say to them, worship Allah alone. Right? And we will say to them, worship the Creator. You will find that there will be no Jew nor any Christian that will differ with us. They will not differ with us as relates to this affair. They will agree, yes, worship the Creator alone. But when the detail is brought, then now you will find the disagreement. Worship Allah alone 
and do not worship Isa. Do not worship Jesus. Worship Allah alone. Do not worship Uzair. Worship Allah alone. Do not worship Maryam. Worship Allah alone. Do not worship the saints and the rabbis and the monks. Now there's going to be a difference, you see, because we brought the detail. And this is the way of the of the person of the Sunnah is that the, the da'wah is a da'wah that is detailed. It's not left ambiguous for anyone to interpret what they choose and want to interpret. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Wa'abudullah. Allah Ta'ala in his noble book he says, and worship Allah. Meaning what? Worship Allah alone. Worship Allah alone. Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conclude the ayah by that? No. But rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he goes on and he says, وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا And do not associate anything with him as a partner in worship. Naam. So Allah Azza wa Jal, he commands us to worship him and him alone. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removing any type of ambiguity, any type of loophole for individuals to make shirk. Allah ta'ala, he says, وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا And do not associate anything whatsoever as a partner with him in that worship, in ibad. But so keeping this in mind, keeping this in mind, the Imam Rahmatullah after going into detail and in explaining the meaning of the kalima of a tawheed, he goes on to explain in depth and detail some of the concepts and some of the false ideologies of those individuals who go against the true meaning of the kalima la ilaha illallah so we reach the portion of the text where the imam the mujaddid muhammad bin abdul wahhab rahmatullah alayhi he mentions and this is something that is very important and i want everyone to truly understand these points well naam we have to understand these points well so that we could believe in them correctly and be upon that which is correct. We have to understand these points well so that we can convey them to our children, we can convey them to our spouses, we can convey them to our family members, and we can convey them to those whom we have the ability to convey them to. Now, also, uh, so that we are able, yani, by way of this ilm, to safeguard ourselves from the attacks of those who try to come with doubts. The attacks of those from the Sufiya who tried to come with doubts, to try to get us into believing that their manner in which they interact and they deal with their uh, awliya, their saints, their mashayikh, so on and so forth, is a way that is acceptable and Islamically sound. When we understand the reality of what the Sheikh is mentioning, then we will know that what these individuals are upon is incorrect in every which way, shape, and form, and it is not Islamically sound, but rather it is, in essence, the call of the first people, which was a call to shirk, which was a call of worshipping others besides and or along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Shaykh, he mentions, he says, فَالَّذِينَ يَزْعُمُوا أَهْلُ الشِّرْكِ فِي زَمَانِنَا he says in that from what they believe in, those people of shirk from our time, those people of shirk from our time, and the shaykh is referring to his time, but this is also applicable where? In our time here right now as well. Now, it's also applicable today as well. Now, is that you find أَنَّهُمْ وَسَائِطَهُمْ هُمُ الَّذِينَ يُسَمِّيهِمْ الْأَوَّلُونَ that these individuals who they say are their intermediaries, right? Those who intermediate, who are in the, in the, the intermediate between them and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what they call them. They say these are, these are those, they just are, are yani, they, 
intermediate, yani between us and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what they refer to them as. But in reality, these are the same things, the same concept in which they are applying to them is what the first people call them gods. The first people refer to them as aliha, as deities. Naam. So the mere fact that they're calling them their intermediaries, it does not exclude and change the reality of the situation and that these individuals are actually their aliha. They are actually their false deities. Naam. They're actually what? They're false deities. The Shaykh he says, وَالْوَاسِطَ هُوَ إِلَاهِ That the one who they have taken as an intermediary between them and between Allah, then this individual in reality, then he is what? He is a false deity. He is a false deity. And it is incumbent that we understand this because the manner in which the first people dealt with their false deities as they as they used to say that yani shufa'auna Allah that these ones they are our uh smoke they are uh our intercessors they they are the ones who will intercede on our behalf with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in order to gain that intercession then they did things from uh making dua to them uh, uh giving acts of worship unto them, so on and so forth, so as to gain their intercession between them and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also the belief of some Christians, as you as as they say that they pray in the name of Jesus, because Jesus he is the intermediary between them and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he will take their prayers, he will take their requests to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa billah. When we listen to it in that context, we realize this is shirk bi'ayni. This is the exact definition of polytheism. That these individuals, they have taken Isa as a deity along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that such is false, yani, because Isa, he is not a deity. Isa is a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Isa, he is a human being. He is a prophet, he is a messenger from the greatest of the prophets and the messengers, but nevertheless, he is what? He is a human being. He is a created being by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does not deserve anything from worship whatsoever. Naam. But they give unto him worship. So, the fact that they give unto him worship, then we say what they have taken him as a deity. Okay? So now, if you interchange the name, and they come and they say, Wali such and such, Wali so and so, and they make dua unto him. They make istighatha. They seek refuge in times of peril with this particular individual. Naam. They may make dhabh. They may slaughter in the name of this particular individual. Then they have taken that individual as what? As an ilah. They have taken that individual as a deity. They are worshipping that individual. He becomes an object of worship. So that individual is a deity. Although they are saying they're just the intermediaries, mediaries between us and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we understand the principle. And the principle is what? That changing of the name does not change the reality. Okay? Changing of the name, it does not change the reality. So, for example, if I was to take, for example, if I was to take orange juice, okay? And I was to try to convince everyone that this orange juice now we're going to call it apple juice, right? So I changed the name. Instead of putting an orange juice label on the package, I put apple juice. Shave. Me putting apple juice on the package and convincing others to call it apple juice and to refer to it as apple juice, does that change the reality of that liquid being orange juice? No, it does not. It's still what? Orange juice. No matter what we choose to call it, it's still orange juice. Another example is that individuals come up with these nice names for alcoholic beverages, right? Instead of calling them alcohol, they say, oh, these are spirits, right? Or whatever name that they want to use uh, to refer to alcohol, instead of calling it alcohol. So they say, no, 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 it's not alcohol, this is spirit, you know? It's not alcohol, this is a, a cooler, okay? Them calling it spirits or calling it 
kula or whatever the case is, did that change the fact that what's in the vessel is khamar? That it is khamar, huh? And it's alcohol. Doesn't change the reality. It's still what? Alcohol. Now, so likewise, these individuals changing the name of those who they have taken as intermediaries between them and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it does not change the fact that the first people who did the same thing, right? Who practiced the same concept, those who they call intermediaries, the first people call them what? Gods. The first people call them gods. Now, they were deities. They were their deities. So it's important for us to understand this, that when the Sufis come to us with this concept, then we understand, no, this is shirk. You're calling them this, but in reality, these, these individuals have been taken as false deities. Now, they have been taken as objects of worship, false deities. This is shirk. This is polytheism. Exactly what polytheism is. This is the pure definition of what polytheism is. This is polytheism. Naam. Sheikh Fawzan, ta'ala, he comments upon this section and he says, المشركون الأولون يعبدونهم ويسمينهم ويسمونهم آلهة That the first, the, 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 the old, the polytheists of antiquity, they used to worship these things, what they're calling intermediaries, right? And they used to call them gods. They will call them gods, deities. وَلِذَلِكَ لَمَّا قَالَ لَهُمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ قُولُوا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ قَالُوا أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةِ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدًا This is why when, yani a proof of this concept that what, that they, that they call them aliha, they call them gods, they call them deities, is that when the Prophet وسلم, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to them, say, La ilaha illallah. You see, these polytheists of the Quraysh, they understood the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And they understood the implications of saying La ilaha illallah. That by saying that, then they were not allowed to worship anything whatsoever except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They understood that well. And the proof of that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us about their statement. Is that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said unto them, say la ilaha illallah. What was their response? As Allah ta'ala informs us. He says, shall we make all of the gods into one God? Shall we make all of the deities into one deity? Into one God? Huh? Until, yani Allah ta'ala's statement, as Allah ta'ala informed us about what they were saying, as they said, Allah Ta'ala he informs us as they say and this can be found in Surah Swad in his verse number 5 and 6 that they egging their people on and stoking them to, to remain steadfast upon their shirk upon their polytheism they said unto them and go and be patient upon your Gods, you see, they said, go and remain patient upon your gods, meaning these false deities, the likes of Allah, Al-Uzza, Manat, what to the end of it, okay? So they call them what? Aliha. They call them gods. Naam. Allah Taala informs us that they said, وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِهَ تَكُمْ. They said, do not forsake your gods. Do not forsake your gods. وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ وَدَّ وَلَا سُوَاعَ وَلَا يَغُوثَ وَيَعُوقَ وَنَسْرَ Now, these are the people of Nuh, alayhi salatu salam. They said, and yani, being contrary and countering and trying to combat the da'wah of Nuh, alayhi salatu salam, they said, remain steadfast upon your gods. Do not forsake your gods. Remain steadfast upon wed, was, was one of their false deities. Do not forsake wed. Nor shall you forsake Suwa', which is another one of their false deities. Nor shall you forsake Yaruth, another one of their false deities. Nor shall you forsake Ya'uq, another one of their false deities. Nor should you forsake Nasr, another one of their false deities. Naam. So the first of them, they call these individuals as what? They call them Aliha. Naam. الذين يدعون الإسلام 
Naam, but those who come later, those who they claim Islam, samuhum but those who come later, those who claim in Islam, they refer to them as being their intermediaries. They refer to them as being their intercessors only. This is what they say. These, they, this one is just an intermediary. This one is just an intercessor only. Naam. And they do not call them Aliha. Naam. They do not call them Aliha. The Shaykh says, وَمَعْنَ wahid." But the meaning is one. وَإِنْ اخْتَلَفَ اللَّفْضُ That the meaning is one even if the articulation is different. The meaning is one even though the words are different. They use different words. They use different expressions. But the meaning is one. It points to one concept. Naam. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, لِأَنَّ الْعِبْرَ بِالْحَقَائِقَ Because the credence is given to the reality. The credence is given to the reality. And the credence is not given to the expressions, nor is it given to the jargon that they use for a particular thing. As we mentioned, what's the principle? That the changing of the names does not change the reality. Does not change the reality. Imam uh, Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, rahmatullah goes on and he said, وَقَوْرُ الرَّجُلُ وَقَوْرُ الرَّجُلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ إِبْطَالُ He says that a man saying, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Then this eradicates the concept of intermediaries. There's no intermediary between you and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't pray to something so that that thing will convey your message unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As mentioned, this is the concept of the Christians. Now, some of the Christians, some of them, not all of them, we know they had different beliefs, various, yani, uh, various takes on shirk and polytheism. Nevertheless, it's still shirk and polytheism, right? Uh, but some of the Christians, some of the Christians, they believe that what? That you have to pray to Isa. In order to have your prayers answered and brought to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But could they say, we as human beings, yeah, due to the original sin and all this type of nonsense in which they believe in, which is not true, okay? They say, due to the, uh, these factors and, and, uh, and, and more, we are impure. We're not worthy. We're not worthy, right? So we have to speak to Someone who will take our request to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Someone who is worthy of addressing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. Wa'iyadu billah. Wa'iyadu billah. A'udhu billah. In any event, when we look at it from these terms, a person is saying, that shirk. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, so if we interchange... Isa for Sayyid Bedoui Al-Sabili Mithat What's the difference? If we interchange Isa for Abdul Qadr Al-Jalani What's the difference? If we interchange Isa for yani, any wali from, that, from their awliya and so on and so forth What is the difference? There's no difference There's no difference You understand? Why? Because shirk Who is shirk? Because polytheism it is polytheism. And no matter what you call it, it's still polytheism. The concept, it is what it is, as they say. Okay? So, if a person, when a person says, La ilaha illallah, in reality, there, this is, in, this is an uh, eradication of, the, of this concept of having to take someone as an intermediary between you and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the person they pray what directly unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't pray to anything else. They supplicate to Allah Azza wa Jal alone, and they don't supplicate to anything else. They uh make istighatha to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, and they don't make istighatha to anything else, only unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what a tawheed. That all of the ibadah belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they sacrifice, they sacrifice unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, no intermediary, unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam, unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, 
إذا أردت أن تعرف هذا معرفة تامة وذلك بأمرين. He said, if you want to understand this, this concept that when a person says لا إله إلا الله, this totally eradicates what it totally eradicates the concept of having to take someone as an intermediary between you and between Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. No middleman. <laughs> there is no middleman when it comes to ibadah. There's no middleman. There's no middle jinn. There's no middle angel. There's no middle rock, no middle stone, no middle whatever you want to call it. We pray directly unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We sacrifice in the name of Allah to Allah azza wa jal alone. Yani, yani, to the end of it, from the anwa' of ibadah. All belong to Allah and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Nothing from ibadah belongs to an angel that is close nor to a messenger that has been sent. All ibadah belongs to Allah and Allah only. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you want to understand this concept of how it, 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 it cannot coexist that a person says, La ilaha illallah, but still give ibadah to other things, that that doesn't work. If you want to understand how when a person says, La ilaha illallah, it destroys these shirki concepts, meaning when a person understands and they believe it and they act in accordance to it, they, you, it cannot coexist with it. What shirk can't coexist with it? No, no way. Okay? The sheikh, he, the, the sheikh, he mentions, he says that you understand this from two, two aspects, from two things. You have to understand two things, two affairs. The first of the affair, awwal, and awwal is what? And for those who have pen and paper, yeah, I mean, please write down, huh? You always, you always want to write down points of benefit. Now, don't rely upon a recording. You know, people say, oh, I'll get the recording later. I mean, how many times the recording, you know, something happens to it? You know, it's, you know, it's, it don't work out, yeah? Allah Sa'ala does not, uh, give it the tawfiq to, to work out and the recording is lost. Then what? You understand? Um, we know our memories are not as such. We're not Imam Shafi'i. We don't have Imam Shafi'i type memories, you know what I mean? Uh, that we just gonna remember everything. You understand? So, have a pen and paper, write, write down points of benefit. Even in an abridged fashion, write it down, inshallah ta'ala. So you walk away with some benefit, you have some benefit. Inshallah ta'ala. And then, if Allah gives us tawfiq, you know, to have a successful recording, whatever the case may be, then you can go back and you can add benefit onto the benefit which you already had written down inside of your notes. Okay, so the first one, the first, the first affair, how we understand how, uh, you know, uh, how saying la ilaha illallah, it eradicates these shirki concepts and how these shirki concepts, they cannot coexist when a person truly says or understands and, and, and establishes la ilaha illallah is what? Is that anta'anifa is that you know anna al-kuffar that those kuffar alladheena qatalahum Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa qatalahum wa abaha amwalahum wa istahalla nisa'ahum kanu muqirreena lillah subhanahu wa ta'ala bit-tawheed bit-tawheed al-ish I'm gonna stop there because I want you to, I want you to answer me, right? Uh, if, yani, to yourselves, if not, those who can type fast, type it fast inside the box there, inshallah ta'ala. Is that, listen, those disbelievers who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those disbelievers who the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he struggled against them and he fought against them. Those disbelievers who their lives were forfeit because they wanted to remain on shirk, their lives will forfeit. Okay? Those whom the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he made it allowable and permissible their wealth and their women. They used to agree. They used to believe in a tawheed. Which type of tawheed? They used to believe and they used to agree in what type of tawheed? Who knows? Mm. Answer to yourselves or write it inside the, uh, the, the text box there. Who knows? What type of tawheed did they used to believe in? They used to believe in ish. At tawheed. Arububiyyah. Naam. They used to believe in. At tawheed. Arububiyyah. Meaning that they believed in the lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah, He was the only creator. Allah was the only sustainer. 
Yani Allah was the only uh, uh, giver of um, life, the only causer of death. That it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sent down the rain, who brought forth the vegetation, so on and so forth. They believed in us already, okay? But with that, be, because yani, that did not enter them into Islam, okay? So the Shaykh, he mentions, he said, they believe in it, Tawheed al They agreed with that. Is that they believe that what? That, that only Allah Ta'ala creates. Only Allah sustains and gives provisions to. Only Allah causes life. Only Allah causes death. Only Allah arranges the affairs. And that all, and that no one does this except Allah alone by Himself. They agreed with that. Now they agree with that. So just merely agreeing with this is good. Don't get me don't get me wrong, and, and it's a beautiful thing. But what? But it's not enough to make a person a Muslim, because of a person to be a Muslim, they have to believe in all of the categories of a tawheed, not just one. All of the categories of a tawheed. Why? Because if they truly believe, Shaykh, if they truly believe in tawheed al-rububiyyah and establish it in truth and in reality, then they would establish what? A tawheed al-uluhiyyah. Then they would establish the tawheed of Allah's Lord, uh, 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 worship. That all worship belonging to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because a tawheed al-rububiyyah is a dalil for what? A tawheed al-uluhiyyah. Naam? A tawheed al-rububiyyah is a dalil for tawheed Okay? So if a person understands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does all the aforementioned alone by himself, then all of the worship, all of the ibadah belongs unto Allah and to Allah ta'ala alone. No one else. Okay? So, what's the proof? What dalil? A person to come and he say, well, what's the proof that, the, that yani, these, these kufar, yeah, these mushrikun, that the Prophet said and he fought against them, that they used to agree with At-Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. They believed in it, huh? and they agreed with it. What, what, what's the proof of it? Dalil. Now, the person, he will be yani, in his right, or she would be in her right to ask that. And what's the proof and the evidence? Because this is our deen. You understand? Our deen is a deen that we follow what? The proofs and the evidences. Our deen is a deen that we submit to the truth. That's our deen. It is not a deen just because I said so. That's not our way. That's not the way of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah. And I want to remind everybody of this. Huh? And I want this to be etched inside of you. Our deen is not a deen that just because I said so deen. That's not our deen. Our deen is a deen that is built upon, tr- built upon the truth. And the truth is found where in proofs and evidences. And the proofs and the evidences is what? What's, what's, what's the delil? Qala Allah, qala Rasulullah, qala Sahaba. Allah said, the Prophet said, the Sahaba said, na'am, that's the delil. Naam. Well, of course, yani, ijma' on what the, the, uh, the, uh, Sahaba, first and foremost, they agreed upon, so on and so forth, and into that. This is delil. So, we have to look, and we're looking for the delil. Naam, the delil. That which is truth, that which is reality, this is what the deen of al-Islam tells us we follow. We follow the truth. We don't follow just because someone says something. No. That's the way of what? That's the way to kuffar them. That's the way of the kuffar. The kuffar from the Christians, they'll tell you something. It could be erroneous as any the epitome of what is erroneous. And when you ask what's the name, they say the Pope said it. They'll say pastor so-and-so said it. They'll say preacher man so-and-so said. So on and so forth. Now I'm stuff that even even a Christian be shaking, scratching his head saying that don't sound right. They say but pastor so-and-so said it. That's it. You understand? Look at all them cults. Look at all them cults from David Quraysh uh, to to uh, Jim Jones and so on and so forth. Now, uh, where 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 they'll come and they'll tell the men, okay, now y'all wives, okay, now they all my wife. They say, well, that don't make sense. But David Quraysh said it. But that don't, you know, I don't, I don't know about all that. But uh, Jim Jones said it. Huh? The people used to follow Doctor York and things like that. All of the all of the nasty and yani the, the yani uh, disgusting things that are going on now. He do the same thing. Before you can touch your wife, I gotta touch your wife. Bless her. A'udhu billah. A'udhu billah. Send her to the green room. A'udhu billah. They say what? But I don't even say, ah, but Dr. York said it. You see, that's, that's the deen of the kuffar. That's the deen of the kuffar. You find the Sufiya, they also have this, 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 this characteristic where they have the same type taqlid, the same type of blind following. 
You understand? This ain't from the deen of Al-Islam. This is not from the Sunnah. This is not what the Prophet said. Let me taught. No way. This is not what we find in the Kitab and the Sunnah. But if anything, we find in the Kitab and the Sunnah that what? That when it comes to obedience, we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We obey the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah wa ati'ur rasul. And those who want authority over you. Why? Why is and those? Because the, why is and those who want authority over you and obey is not mentioned. He says obey Allah, obey the messenger, and those who want authority over you. Uh, the command verb obey is not in front of those who want authority over you. Why? Because obedience to them is conditional on their command being in compliance to the book and the sunnah. If their, if their command involves disobedience to Allah and His Messenger, then we are not allowed to obey them. That's our deen. So we need the lil. You understand? Because what? This is not a deen because I said so. No, is it not a deen because he said so? Not a deen because, oh, Sheikh so and so, Mawlana, he said. Okay, what does that mean? As Sir Uthay mean, Rahmatullah, Rahmatullah he used to say, that the speech of the, the ulama is not delil, but the speech of the ulama is in need of delil. And this is not in any which way, shape, and form disrespect to the ulama. No, this is our deen. Because the truth, al-haq, al-haq, the truth has no right to be followed. This is not disrespectful. This is our religion. And any scholar who's from the scholar of the sunnah, he'll tell you the same thing. Don't listen to what I'm saying. Follow the delil. Follow the proofs and the evidences that were presented. Not because I said it. No, it's about what the delil is, about what Allah said, is about what the Prophet Sallallahu said, is about what the Sahaba were upon. So this is why we have to stick to the delil. And the person may be saying, why are you saying all this? Listen, we, who are we refuting right now? The Sophia, this is from the way of the Sophia that they tell you, no, Sheikh so-and-so said it's okay. <laughs> you understand? Sheikh so-and-so writes you fatter right now saying it's okay for you to do it. Like the tablith, we know the tablith from the Sophia. I'm making a long story. I don't like to get into the whole story. But one of the tablithi guys, he came to me one time and he said, listen, you should come out with us and, you know, make the, make the, uh, make the, uh, jawla with us and all that. I said, nah, this is not from the way of the sunnah. He came, you know, he went away. We had some exchange, huh? And then he, uh, he went away. He came back. I guess he had an idea. He came back. He said, listen, if you want to, if you want to, I have one of our mashayikh. He writes you a fatwa saying it's permissible to come out with us. Oh, <laughs> sad. Do <laughs> you see the stupidity of this, right? Okay, just because your sheikh said I can come out now, that makes it okay? Allah, Allah. But that's what these people is on. This is what they are on. They say, oh, but sheikh so-and-so said, no, we go by book and sunnah, okay? So, I digress. What is the proof and the evidence that those mushrikun from, or those mushrikun who, the Prophet Sallallahu he fought against them to the end of it, that they used to believe, they used to agree that Allah was the creator, sustainer, you know, so on and so forth to the end of it. What's the proof? What's the dalil? The dalil, qawluhu ta'ala, is Allah Ta'ala's statement, and this is what you want to write down on the side of your notes. Uh, at least the reference, you can come back to the, to the full of the ayah later. It can be found in Surah Yunus and his verse 31. So verse 31 from Surah Ish Yunus. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Just to going back, yani, all of this here, either yani, now to the end of it, if you want to know any the full concept of this meaning, and then you bring in two things. This is actually from the text of the book. I don't I don't know if I uh misspoken or not, but it's from the text of the book, it's from the words of Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab Rahmatullah Alay. Okay, it's from the words of Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab Rahmatullah Alay. Ma'am. Is that he says Allah Ta'ala statement Qul وَمَنْ يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَمَنْ يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرِ فَسَيَقُولُونَ اللَّهِ Is that, Allah Ta'ala, he says what translated means, and say, O Muhammad, who provides for you from the sky and the earth, who owns hearing and sight, who brings out the living from the dead and the dead from the living, and who is the arranger of the affairs? They will say, Allah, 
they will admit and they will say what? Allah, all of these things that were mentioned, they're from what? At-Tawheed, Ar-Rububiyyah. Naam, they're from what? At-Tawheed, Ar-Rububiyyah. So again, the Shaykh he mentions in going back is that what? Is that the statement of La ilaha illallah, then it destroys, it destroys the concept of there being intermediates between, uh, between us and between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh Fawzan, Allah ta'ala, in commenting upon this sentence, he says, La ilaha illallah tubutilu kullama yu'bad min duni la subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sawa'an, uh, sumiya, wasita, aw shufa'a. He says, regardless, he says that La ilaha illallah, then it eradicates that others, yani everything that is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it is called an intermediary, whether it is called an intercessor, na'am, aw sumiya aliha, or whether it is called, uh, a god, a deity, regardless, doesn't matter. فَلَا إِلَهَا لَلَّهِ تُبُطِلُوا كُلَّ مَا يُعْبَدْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى بِأَيِّ إِسْمٍ كَانَ That La ilaha illallah, it eradicates everything that is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by, by whatever name it may possibly be. Whatever name it may possibly be. Sharif. Shaykh Fuzan, ta'ala, he also mentions after the section, the first point where the Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he mentions that um, to no one to understand that we, that you know one understand that those kufar in which the, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he fought against them and he made permissible their uh, their their wealth and their women and so on and so forth that they believe in Tawheed al rububiyyah to the end of it, Sheikh Fawzani says ibaratul kubur al an that those ones who worship the graves right now and they are who the sufiya those ones who worship the graves. Who call people to grave worshipping, worshipping those who are dead inside of the grave, the now who they are Sufiya. Naam. Madama Annahum Eatarafa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who al Khaliq al Raziq al Muhi wa Mumit wa Mudabir. Naam he says that these Sufiya as long as uh, even if uh they yani uh, or yani acknowledge uh, or as long as they acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the creator he is the he is the uh sustainer he is the giver of life the cause of death the arranger of the affairs for no muslim he is a muslim either this is what they yani they this is what uh they say uh, meaning that again let me word that better that they say is that as long as a person that's a better way to word it as long as a person believes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator and that he is the sustainer, he is the one who gives provisions, he is the cause of life, the cause of death, the arranger of the affairs, as long as they believe that, they Muslim. This is what they, this is what they saying. As long as they believe that, they Muslim. Now, if that's the case, according to their definition, then how many Christians will fit the, their definition of what they say a Muslim is? How many Christians will enter into that? Okay? How many agnostic will, 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 will enter into that? How, how many Jews will enter into that? Right? To the end of it. I mean, this is just, yeah, subhanAllah. So, yeah, so the Sheikh, he mentions that, uh, Sheikh Fozani responds to them by saying, by what? If this is what they saying, this is what they believe in, even, ma ma'ana la ilaha illallah. If that's what they saying, then what's the meaning of la ilaha illallah then? Hmm? If all you have to do is believe that Allah is, our sustainer, that Allah causes life, He causes death, He's the creator, the range of the affairs. That's all you have to believe in. Then what does La ilaha illallah mean? Because these Quraysh, they believed in that already, yet the Prophet ﷺ, he was sent to them to call them to La ilaha illallah. So if La ilaha illallah meant what they already believed in, then what type of redundancy are they trying to attribute to Allah SWT who's far removed from these uh, things in which they attribute unto him. You understand what I'm saying? What would be the point going to a people to call them to what they already believe in? So obviously what what they saying, that's not the meaning of La ilaha illallah as we previously have went over in uh, any, uh, previous classes. But rather the meaning of La ilaha illallah is what? La ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. That none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. <coughs> Subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
This is the meaning of la ilaha illallah. It's to call people to establish all of the categories of a tawheed. A tawheed al-rububiyya, wa tawheed al-uluhiyya, wa tawheed al-asma wa sifat. To establish all of the categories of ish, a tawheed. The Shaykh says, فَلَيْسَ لَهَا مَعْنَ عِنْدَهُمْ He says, so these individuals in reality who are calling to this saying, all you have to really believe in is a tawheed al-rububiyya, long as you believe in that, then you are Muslim. He says, in reality, then la ilaha illallah has no meaning with them. It has no meaning with them in reality. لِأَنَّ الْمُشْرِكِينَ يَقُولُونَ هَذَا الَّذِي يَقُولُونَ هَؤُلَى Because the mushrikun, they saying the same thing that these people are saying. They're saying the same thing that these people are saying. So let all of this be an example and an illustration to point to what the evil of the Sufiya that points to the evil of the worshippers of the grave. That what they have fallen into is something that is beyond despicable, is evil, and it is that which we don't want anything to do with it. So when they come with their da'wah, trying to call us to the likes of these things, when they come with their callers, be it Hamza Yusuf, be it Zaid Shakir, be it whoever from these individuals trying to call us and to soften us to their Sufi ways, then we need to know that they are to be rejected with the strongest rejection because what they are calling to is nothing that we want any part of. We don't want anything to do with it. Naam? The, uh, the Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahhabi goes on and he says, وَهَذِهِ الْمَسْأَلَةَ عَظِيمَةً جَنِيلًا يعني مُهِمَّ الْمُهِمَّ He said that this 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 uh, issue of us knowing and understanding what how the polytheists they agreed with tawhid al-rububiyyah but that's not enough to enter a person to al-islam he said this this issue is an affair that is great is tremendous is an affair that is extremely important that those kuffar whom the Prophet ﷺ, he fought, he, he fought against them, that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he fought against them, they acknowledge this and they agree with all of this. Islam. But even with that, that did not enter them into Islam. And it did not make prohibited their blood nor their wealth. And these individuals also, huh, adding on to that, these mushrikun also, they used to give sadaqah, they used to make hajj, وَيَعْتَمِرُونَ and they used to make umrah. Because remember, they, would, they still was practicing some of the renaissance of the millah of Ibrahim. So they, 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 they used to make hajj, they used to make umrah. And they used to make other acts of worship. Huh? They used to do other acts of worship. And they even left off some things that were haram out of fear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These were the mushrikun. They did all of this. But even with that, it did not enter them into Islam. So when people come in, they saying, oh, but pastor so-and-so be giving charity. They be helping the poor. They be any, whatever the case may be. So what? If you're making the, if you're doing and committing the worst crime ever by making shirk, nothing else matters. Nothing else counts. Nothing else will be accepted. You understand? All of the deeds, what? Null and void. Why? Because you're making shirk. Making shirk al-akbar. All of the deeds is done. No matter what else you do, you gave people drink, you, you know, water to drink, you, you fed them, you, you clothed them, you, you, you know, gave them money for shelter and houses and so on and so forth. So what? You're upon shirk. You're upon shirk. You understand? But, uh, Sheikh Fawzan, he, he comments upon this section. He says, well, He said, and this is an issue that is tremendous and very important. Now, he said, and there's very few people that actually pay attention to it and take concern for it. Because these ones, they say, They said, whoever agrees with Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, then he becomes a Muslim. Shaykh Fuzani goes on and he says, وَكَانَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ He said, and the 
polytheists in the time of Jahiliyyah, they used to agree with Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. Naam. Like if we were, yani, again, even the, the Mushrikun today, if you were to ask most of them, from the Jews and the Christians and others from the Mushrikun, who was the creator, who was the sustainer, who causes life, who causes death, so on and so forth, they would look at you as if you are crazy and they would say, God. God does. Huh? And that's, that's, yeah, their way of referring a meaning what Allah swan out that. Allah does. Like, what, what do you mean? What are you asking me that for? Everyone knows that. They ask them, who created that tree? They'll say, God created the tree. And they'll look at you like, as if you're crazy. You understand? But then at the same time, they worship in Asa, they worship in Maryam, they worship in whoever, uh, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, وَعِنْدَهُمْ عِبَادَاتِ He said, and they have ibadat. You find from the Mushnikun, they have ibadat. And those of old, they had acts of worship in which they used to do. Naam. Sadaqah, like they used to make sadaqah. Hajj, they used to make hajj. Naam. فَهُمْ يَحْجُونَ وَيَعْتَمِرُونَ They used to make hajj, they used to make umrah. وَيُقُلُونَ And they used to say, لَا يَخْلُقُوا وَلَا يَرْزُقُوا وَلَا يُحْيِي وَلَا يُمِيدْ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And they would say that no one creates and no one sustains and no one uh, gives life and no one causes death except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَعْتَرِفُونَ بِالتَّوْحِيدِ الرُّبُوبِيَّةِ And they used to acknowledge it, Tawheed الرُّبُوبِيَّةِ وَيَتَعَبَّدُونَ بِبَعْدِ الْعِبَادَاتِ and they used to do some of the acts of worship. ولكن لما كانوا لا يخلصون العبادة لله وحده بل يعبدون الله ويعبدون معه غيره صاروا مشركين. But because they didn't make all of their ibadah, all of their worship sincere unto Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone, but rather they used to worship Allah and worship others along with Him, then they became polytheists. That's the polytheists right there. Those who worship Allah and worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, humul mushrikun. They are the polytheists. And then the Shaykh, Allah ta'ala, the Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, he gets into the next point, number two, that we need to understand it good to understand the concept that La ilaha illallah leaves no room for partners to be associated with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, leaves no room for the coexistence of Tawheed and Shirk together. Huh? There's no bringing them together and so on and so forth to understand that good. He gets into the second point, but we will leave the second point. Bithnilahi ta'ala until the next class and we'll get into it then. Bithnilahi ta'ala fa aktafi bihad al qadar. Ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa zakumullahu khayra.